It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. of mexico from the hawaii via the zoom we've got the samantha bulge how you doing samantha bulge the one and only hawaii (laughs) the one and only samantha bulge how you doing we we should be so lucky um doing great feeling good feeling let's see what am i today was a really good day today we we had a lot of fun today a lot of super kitties a lot of super puppies that's a big that's a big thing that's going on right now so that's very fun to watch puppy and kitty play yeah and then Um, now a new thing that's happening now is all of the puppies and kitties are hungry and apparently as the adults they come to me to feed them but then they specifically tell me what they want in their puppy and kitty voice and it's very cute blue dinosaur ice cream you got it let me go open up my fridge that sounds that sounds like it would be pleasurable yeah, um, so. my my puppy's got in a fight today oh um, who won um oh slinky won <laughs> i guess if there was any winner um this is the first time they've ever went at it since really? they, yeah they've never um okay so i've got like the the double leash so it's like mm-hmm. you know the split leash and everything yeah so we get to the beach and we're at the place where where we sit down and i take their leashes off and they go run on the beach except yeah. uh before that happens um slinky i think his 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 like i i don't know if the leash got twisted wrong but he apparently thought Gigi did something to him and he oh, went no. at her grabbing the neck and pulling and and then he got himself twisted up in the leash and uh i'm keeping myself out of it because that's uh that's because the kids a, are fighting and we're that, <laughs> yeah well that's about 180 pounds of uh of uh of of claw and jaw and uh and they they get done and um I get them disentangled and send them off to play. And then for the next hour of our walk, he's, he's trying to make up to her. Cause he's like, Hey, I blew my lid. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I'm so sorry. And she's like, she's got her nose up walking away from him and everything. And, and she's got a big, she's got a big gash in her neck. And, and, um, and so they weren't speaking to each other for a while. I think they're, I think they're snuggling in the other room together now. They made um, up. Okay, I think, that was I my think follow-up so, but... question: Is did did Gigi accept the apology? Yeah, I think I think Gigi uh, finally, uh, begrudgingly accepted the apology, or else she's just scared of getting attacked again. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was going on, but uh, it was, it was. I I'm gonna stay on his good side now because uh, yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, uh what are we talking what about? about? Fish? <laughs> um, gone fishing. 
okay, what, phrase what is that, that like. what does that mean it, so so i am as as i have mentioned several times i work in a special education classroom i am beholden to individualized education programs ieps which uh tend to rely on a lot of data collection because you know if i am saying that this trick it's all done based on progress mastery right uh every every state is going to be a little bit different every school is going to be a little bit different but overall there are goals and objectives written and every so often i am required to report on how much progress towards a goal or objective has been made nobody talks about how it's all very very subjective in especially in early childhood um, many of these goals are incredibly subjective. So I tend to talk about that when I talk to parents. I will write things like the wording of this objective makes it a little tricky to measure and you know, be fully transparent in that. But regardless, I am beholden to this system. And data collection is, um, I'm a very type B personality in a lot of ways, uh, especially in that I don't take a lot of notes. Uh, it's all in here. I just I just keep it locked up in here, which is great for me because I have all of the information I need at any point. However, it gets a little sticky when you can't back things up if you just make claims and then someone can theoretically call you out on that claim and you can end up in a sticky situation. So I have been trying to figure out, okay, Samantha, you're going to need a couple, like you're going to need some pencil, paper, typed whatever kind of data collection that's at least a reference point for someone else even if it's not for you okay so now what am I going to do with that so if for example I have some students who have IEP goals related to uh, being able to identify numbers I did not write these goals because if I did I would have been far more specific in what this is asking for but it's just like one of them says uh, can identify numbers one through five and it's, I think it says like, they'll be able to identify the numbers one through five, 80% of the time in four out of five opportunities. <clears throat> something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, so I am not over here calculating how many opportunities I'm giving a child to do this per week. Uh, I know other people that are, and that is great. Good for them. I'm so glad they enjoy that. I do not. Wait, time so, out. I mean, yeah. is there really, I mean, is there really a way to realistically? Well, so some people I know will create a little sheet, right? Mm -hmm. A little spreadsheet with one, two, three, four, five at the top. And then the first column will be empty. And the first column they will write every single time they had the child try and identify numbers. So did they do it? You know, they they had this game and the child played this game and this is how many times they played the game and this is how many times they got one, two, three, four, or five correct. And then just over and over, like they might do that game five times a week. They might do that game twice a day. They might do that game every other day, something like that. That is something I have seen done. And, because... and then those children never come in contact with numbers when they're not in the direct presence of that particular adult? Or doesn't, doesn't it count then? Your guess is as good as mine. So this is where my gone fishing metaphor has come in because I am more on this side of, well, they interact with numbers all the time. So what I need to do more or less the way I'm thinking about it is I need to make sure that periodically I am going fishing and listening and observing this information. And I am 
doing this sort of type B data collecting of, hey, did that kid do that thing? Because if they did, awesome. And if they didn't, if they struggled with it, hey, that's good information for me. So I am now trying, I just have like a little notebook thing where it's got like the goal listed on it. So I remember the wording of it or if there's like specifics or something. So that anytime. So today, for example, we've got, we have two chrysalises in our classroom that I'm starting to get a little worried about because I feel like it's been two weeks and they still haven't hatched. And I'm like, they don't look dead, but they don't look like butterflies. So I'm getting a little worried. But either way, we have two chrysalises. Every day I have a buddy who will come in and count one, two. Perfect, he knows two really well. <laughs> He's got that down. He has started to show me on his fingers because they'll ask me how much time is left for certain things or like when we're going to the cafeteria. And a lot of times I will show them, oh yeah, four more minutes. And then we'll, we'll start going. And then he started going, two, three, four, four fingers. And he'll check with me like, yeah, that sure is four. And I count that. I'm like, Great. <laughs> he knows four. So it's just me keeping an eye out for the way that these checkpoints, milestones, whatever, might manifest themselves that aren't in a neat spreadsheet and aren't under my con direct controller influence. Which I think is, you know, what really good teachers are able to do all of the time anyway. And I think most people are able to do this. It's just a different sort of mindset shift of going from, I need to make sure we play a math game that hits on this standard, this standard, and this standard today, versus hanging out with kids while they're building stuff and seeing what they do and listening to what they talk about and observing where their gaze goes and the sorts of things that they do. So you record this and then. And then, so this is kind of, this is again, me kind of figuring this out. I'm trying to figure out how I write this up in a way where it might look a little more like professional is in quotes, because again, I think there's definitely at least where I am currently, I can feel that people think it is more professional to have the sort of spreadsheet thing to have it all laid out like what's the plan for the week with how you're hitting every single goal every single day whereas I am a realist and also value people's humanity more than I value them making all of their goals and go you don't meet every single goal every single day that's insane so I'm trying to figure out how to put this data into something that looks somewhat more professional but it also keeps to the spirit of their anecdotal notes because anecdotal notes are what for me bring me the most power and I think give the most power to the children for them to demonstrate their learning and their interests so I'm working on that right now so, it's just I just type it so you type it mm -hmm. and then what happens to it I need to then render a judgment uh four times a year based uh -huh. on that information has the child is the child emerging towards a goal progressing towards a goal side note no no one ever told me what those things mean uh have they mastered a goal was the goal not worked on for some reason in this time period um or was the goal not applicable for some reason so i i have to take this data and render a judgment almost like a grade but on a 3 year old and, and, and i who who do you who does that, who, who goes to families for? 
Oh, it goes, goes to the to families. families. Uh, goes to the families. It's a requirement um, of the IEP program to like state like sure. how this child is or is not making progress. Uh, also goes to the state. Like theoretically, if they read them. I don't. I'm sure no one's reading <laughs> yeah, mine. Yeah, sure they do. Because uh, mine are long. Because again, I'm I am by nature a an anecdote. Like I want to tell you the story. I'm a mm -hmm. story driven person. So I don't just write, like, here are the times where we practice the skill, here is what we hit, like, here are the times the child mastered the skill, here are the times they did. Like, I will write, you know, at the beginning, I will look it back at, you know, my garbled nonsense and say, at the beginning of the quarter, we saw X, Y, and Z behaviors. Um, these sort of activities were really popular with so-and-so. In doing them, we heard the following when asked these sorts of questions, these answers came up. We're really excited to continue doing ABC thing. And I also, I will also say for me personally, whenever I have to give data to families, um, like a progress report or something, I will always write something else um, or give them something else. So I'll like write a little piece of just a couple bullet points of like, hey, you know, this is the progress report. This is one piece of paper about your child here is another one and I will just list things about the kid, like things they do, like things that the progress report doesn't mention, like how so-and-so always sits next to me at lunch and every day they sort of start to tilt until they're leaning on me and then they're just chewing their cheese stick leaning on me. Or so-and-so is always helping when we are cleaning up, always looking to get this toy back into somebody's hands because this toy is really special to somebody and they don't want it to be lost. Um, or I sent like pictures of their day you know, just like, hey, here's everything. You know, here's a lot of the things in the classroom that you don't get to see because you're not in the classroom all day. So it's, you know, just pictures of them on the playground, of them eating lunch, of them laughing with their friends. Because I want, I, I hate reducing children to the report. So I also, I, I always want to do the flips, like not flip side because everything is all connected, but really also give them like, here's, ev here's everything else too. You know, don't look at this with its little letters and its little basically grades of your baby and think that that is who your child is. Here's, here's other stuff. And I, I, that's probably why I'm, I'm much more drawn to the, the anecdotal note sort of evidence anyway, as opposed to like keeping a grid and keeping it because I don't want, I don't want to think of the kids in terms of did they get this right 80% of the time in four out of five opportunities? I want to think about, is the kid having tons of fun when they're messing with the idea of numbers and they're counting things and they're, you know, seeing who's at school today and who's not at school today? Are they enjoying that as they do that? Is this what's fun for them? And if it's not, can I make it fun for them? Is there something that's going to spark their interest or do they just hate this? And that's fine because they're three. This turned into just Sam talking about herself a lot. Are those standards is where we are we calling them standards there so for me all of the goals and objectives are based on standards that the state has set sure for early uh, learning are they bullshit some of them yes okay but i will say so i currently live in hawaii i will say the hawaii early learning standards uh her, i think it's hawaii early learning and development standards or something i i do like the way they're written um, because they, uh, they leave a lot open to interpretation and they leave a lot sure. of wiggle room. Uh, they use a lot of words like enjoys doing something as opposed to like, there's nothing that says like colors in the lines, you know, at age four or whatever. It's just like enjoys using a variety of materials for expressive purposes. I'm like, great. 
that feels good to me. Um, and yeah, and so I, if, I the, if, the, if the standards, if the standards are good, the way, the way they're trying to, to collect proof that they're meeting the standards is all bullshit. Yes. But this is a, this is a totally separate soapbox of mine. Um, because I mean, and you can talk to general education teachers too, especially in, in public school settings, that this idea, like everything has to be measurable, right? This, uh -huh. There's this idea that that if it hasn't been measured, then, and if it hasn't been measured in a certain way, then it isn't happening, it isn't realistic, it isn't good data. But especially in my, in the opinion of some idiot, um especially for young children i we shouldn't be measuring a lot of these things as hard numbers as 80 percent of the time in four out of five opportunities we should be seeing is the child interested in it are they showing a growing excitement around it how are they talking about it in their daily lives does it come up for them enough that they even can contextualize it as hey this is what a number is you know that kind of thing i think some of it, some of the ones that have been written, Jeff, I have ones, goals that are about, um, I did not write this, a goal about how if a child gets frustrated, they will not engage in negative behavior 80% of the time for four out of five opportunities. And I read that. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't, I don't know adults who can. <laughs> That's my thing. And that is something. Every time I have to write home about that goal, that is something that I write. Like, it is a process. A lot of people get frustrated about a lot of things for a lot of good reasons. Behavior is communication. Here are some ways we're learning to also communicate what we need. So it's, it's, it's gone. I, I feel that in a lot of ways, data collection has become a parody of itself. Well, where I mean, we're so obsessed with it being measurable that we, it's become immeasurable. <laughs> Well, and, and I mean, look, the, the stuff that uh, we attempt to measure is the is the stuff that we think is is easy to measure. Right. And that's not necessarily the important stuff. Absolutely. Um, and if, if you look at staffing in education just across the field in the United States, um, over the last, what, 20, 30, 40 years, the the number of administrators and managers um, has grown much more than the number of teachers. And, and so the collecting this bullshit is really to give those middle managed educational bureaucrats a job. And yep. um, and the the system would be much better off if these motherfuckers would go get real jobs and get out of education because they're what they're really doing is they're creating. I mean, educrat has become a a yes. term for a reason, and and when we when we got this layer of bullshit in in the middle that classroom teachers have to deal with, it it really gets in the way. It'd be right. much it'd be much easier if you could have just human to human conversations with parents and and any any administrators you need to directly report to than than going through this kabuki theater bullshit of of uh, of reporting and documentation that is that is actually in in most cases just busy work for yes. for overworked stressed teachers like you exactly. who would rather spend who, their energy on other things 
But yeah, I would rather spend my time I'm you know, making a cleanup monster. Like, you know, I'd rather spend my time with Super Kitty and Super Puppy outside as they have to, as one of one of my uh, one of my pals will love. Every time she she's out there, she'll pretend to be on the phone and she'll she will always go, 911, what is your emergency? <laughs> <laughs> very loud, very quickly. Like, y'all, super kitty, super puppy, you gotta get out there. <laughs> There's stuff going on. Um, but I would rather dwell on those things you know sure then sit there and calculate was this 80 percent of the time how do you calculate 80 percent of the time if he never even brought up the number five does that count does that not count who cares <laughs> can't we just enjoy it you know can't can't we just trust that i have been at least moderately educated and sort of know what i'm doing and even though I would argue that I'm very educated and definitely know what I'm doing and leave me alone, <laughs> let me hang out with children and give them an environment that is rich with experience and opportunity and conversation. Yeah. And, and, and while I rant against, um, I, I, that was a rant that I just did. Wasn't that a rant? That was kind of a rant. Um, while I rant against the bullshit that it sounds like you're having to deal with there, there, there is, there is plenty of need and plenty of value in, in thoughtful observation of uh, what's going on. But, but this whole 80% of fucking this and 80% of fucking that is it's, it's it's meaningless bullshit that that they're trying to make everything fit into some sort of rubric or or a fucking quadrant and right. and uh, and so they can put it in a report that nobody's fucking gonna read. Um, it's it's a waste of everybody's time it, except for the educrats, I guess, who are who are getting overpaid to right. uh, to, to to say sit look in at their... how much progress our children are making. Like now they're making they're making eighty five percent more progress in number recognition than they were last year or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> but are they happy? <laughs> and and can they fucking read? Um, and, 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 and are, are they, are they, are, are they able to, uh, I mean, look that by the three, okay. They, they recognize the number five by uh, 80, 83% of the time, by the time they were three and a half, but they can't do simple mathematics when they're four in fourth grade. Right. So exactly. So, mm, mm. Also, oh. I mean, can they, can they talk to other children? Can they ask a teacher for help? Can they advocate for their needs? Can they use the bathroom by themselves? Like, you know, all of the, we, I think a lot of times, especially for people that are, you know, in and around education, we hear a lot about these stories of like, oh, every year kindergarten is getting like, you know, more and more learned helplessness. And they, you know, they're not doing these things. They're not doing, they need a teacher to help them pull up their pants. They need a teacher to help them, you know, take their backpack off. Like, well, yeah, because we're making them tell me what letter they see so that I can mark it 80% of the time, four out of five trials, you know, where it's, it's uh, it's I mean I I like blaming the the educrats that's I know it's a it's a bigger blame but that's a, I, that's a pretty good place to start they're part of it absolutely well and, and these you you've got three year olds I have three four and five I have no five year olds I have three and four year olds right now okay three and four year olds are 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 still deeply 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 involved in the process of wiring their fucking nervous systems and their sensory systems in their brains um and and some of them just cognitively aren't ready for the fucking number five we need to step back and the kids need to be running and jumping and spinning and climbing and carrying and hauling and dumping instead of fucking paying attention to the number five 
83% of the 80 time. God damn it. Sam, you got me it's all it, pissed no. off. I'm sorry. I didn't mean drink more of that. Jamaican I mean, rum. it might be, Jamaican, it, might be it might be, it might be the Jamaican rum. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, it's, that's kind of, for me, that, that whole attitude. And I, I had a, so I had, you, I, you, we've already done octopus story, right? Octopus day. I believe so. Yeah. 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 So my, um, my my uh, my previous school uh one of my coworkers would bring in an octopus and just like other really fun stuff he he catches and he texted me a couple weeks ago uh even though i'm at a new school now i was like can i come visit your classroom and bring an octopus and you know anything else i catch i'm like absolutely you you, you can just show up you don't even have to ask um but he came by uh a couple days ago to just to see the space because you know he's gonna bring in all his tanks and stuff so he wanted to see the space make sure he could drive here from his house and and I said you know do you want to come and meet the students because sometimes it's a like they have a lot there's a lot of communication barriers so it might be nice if you can at least like see their faces and kind of hear the way they talk or like see the way they communicate so it's not all totally new so he came in and we're chatting you know we're chatting for a little bit and we're we're hanging out with the kids and he goes so like what is this what are you doing like this is public school uh this is this is preschool this is all like uh, you know they they all qualify under early intervention so the reason i'm here is because i know that doing everything we did at our previous school works for every child i just haven't proved it yet but i am by being here and doing this and setting these classrooms up in this way and providing these opportunities and making the space look like this, the schedule look like this, the way we interact with each other, the words we use look these certain ways. I know that that is going to do the same thing for these children that it does for typically developing children. And he looks at me and goes, of course, of course you do. This is, this is it. This is, this is absolutely what you're supposed to do. I'm like, great. I'm glad, I'm glad we're, this, this feels good. I'm glad we're, we're feeling good about this sort of personal quest I'm on to prove, quote unquote, that this works for everyone and everyone deserves it that's well, so that like even with the like mounds of paperwork and all of that other stuff i'm like i can i can play that game and do that in my own way you know the anecdotal way and use this space to make this point of things that work for children and things that children deserve well i applaud you because i would have got fired my second day <laughs> I would have I would have went off on that uh, that rum fueled rant and and then they would have they would have kicked me to the and fucking like, curb. You rum? <laughs> are you, hey, why are you drinking rum this in the classroom? <laughs> what a, I mean, I would have been fired. I would have been fired for multiple reasons. Um, hey, you listeners, what? Can I read a poem. Can I read a poem? I a mean, nice poem that feels nice. I have a book about children and i have a nice robert lewis stevenson poem i suppose Should we end on a poem let's end on i don't a know poem. if we're gonna called... end i might have to rant okay. about something but okay we might rant this might be a pre-rant poem but i just feel like it kind of vibes with everything we're talking about picture books in winter summer fading winter comes frosty mornings tingling thumbs window robins winter rooks and the picture storybooks how am I to sing your praise? Happy chimney corner days, sitting safe in nursery nooks, reading picture story books. 
I just thought that was nice. You don't have to measure how many times they retell the story. You can just enjoy the picture storybook. Listeners, it's really fun as I don't know if Jeff is frozen. <laughs> he held it so good. I'm like, I feel like I'm being played. What about witches? One more second. Hey, How listeners. long were you going to let me go for? Because I would have just kept staring. Uh, I don't know. I, I did that with Kristen a couple episodes back, too. It's just, <laughs> fun to, just fun to be quiet and see what happens. Hey, listeners, if... Uh, if you're a professional educrat and you want to come on the show and defend um, all of what I call the the bullshit, a lot of the paperwork and stuff that has to be collected, um, you're welcome. And I will bite my tongue and listen attentively and uh, be very respectful, actually, because um, although I don't understand it, if you can make a good a good argument for it, I'd love to. I'd love to hear it. And that's not, I mean, that's me. I know I might sound a little bit snarky. Do I sound snarky when I'm saying that, Sam? Uh, not to me, but I have also known you for several years. I okay, can, but... I can confirm that Jeff will truthfully, like he, he's, he's not, he's not going to try and bait and switch you. If you are an educrat, he would like to talk to you and see like, do, do you make a good point? Because as of yet, the answer is no, but maybe you do. I, I mean, I look. I've I've been I've ranted against uh, accreditation, and I've invited people that want to come on the show and be in. I mean, look. Um, or, Did they take or, you or, up on it? No, no, no. Uh, it's you know what? It's because they know they're the Gigi in this Slinky versus Gigi fight. Yeah, there's just there's just uh, no, they're they're I, yeah. Um, anyway, I I I I mean, we're we're here for diverse opinion, diverse opinions and ideas. I like diverse if, opinions. I yeah. work with people who, again, really, really enjoy it. Like they just, these other systems are how they go for it. And I'm like, their kids are happy, you know, they're, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to do it, but. And, and, and maybe, maybe there is somebody reading all of those, uh, those, those reports and doing maybe. something with it. Maybe. And I mean, if it's <laughs> happening, I'd love to, I'd love to hear about it. Um, also, Sam, it has been, yes. um, it has been eight and a half months since I got rid of my desk chair. Oh, um, how's that going for you? Um, I've been standing a lot, uh, because, okay. because, uh, all of, all of, my, all of my, all of my, all of my work is done. Yeah, all of my computer work is, is done standing every once. I mean, I can, I can read, I can sit down to read. Okay. And every once in a while I sit down and, and do some iPad based work, but, Great. but 90, I mean, all podcast episodes, all the writing, standing up everything. And, uh, um it, it just feels better i feel more, more creative and more productive standing up and um, i spend so much of my day standing up that when i go home i like don't move for hours well, sure sure and, like, and, and my problem now. was the exact opposite <laughs> um that I, I spent all my time sitting and i kept reading articles about hey the more you sit the uh <laughs> sitting the, is the new the, smoking the, yeah the, the i mean the, you, you're just just you're just sitting around waiting to die when you're sitting around um so i've been trying to break up with that um so that's been going well and uh what other update i thought i had another oh i've been one of my one of my checklist things my my daily 12 things uh my my 2023 playful change challenge hey listeners yeah. if you're challenging yourself to anything new in 2023 voicemail or text us at 228-363-6737 um one of my things is a little bit of outside meditation every day right 
And so, so I've been, I've been trying to incorporate that with my morning walk with the, with the dogs. And, uh, because otherwise I gotta, you know, I take them out and I go, I'll go by myself later. And, you know, I could do that, but it's nice to get it all done, done at once. And so it's been about, about a week and a half, two weeks now I've been doing this. And the first day I we're on our walk and I just sit down and I close my eyes. I start trying to trying to be centered and breathing and then i'm getting fucking licked in the face i was just gonna say which one came up to you first was yeah it- well yeah slinky of course so then and then gg and then it's being licked in, and then they and then slinky wants to sit in my lap and uh and then i'm trying to i'm trying to be zen and i didn't i mean okay and and then the next day it was a, a little bit better and and then i quit i figured i figured it out i've had i've had three days in a row that i haven't been licked and so instead of sitting down in the place where I thought, hey, this is a place that I would like to sit and and meditate while the sun comes up, I've been picking up, I've picked a place that has lots of apparently good smells the dogs are oh, interested great. in. Yeah, a very um, aromatic place. A very, yeah, so kind of, kind of the, because there's a, there's a barrier island offshore a little bit mm-hmm. and like leaves and stuff will wash up and branches and, and, it smells. and and dead, dead stuff. And, and, and so this is kind of an area where some of that stuff collects. And so they are busy sniffing because that's all the, that's the only thing they care about is, right. is sniffing. And so I'll, I, I get to sit and, uh, and meditate for a few minutes without being licked in the face, but it's taken, it's taken two and a half weeks to, for everybody to settle into the routine. Um, maybe this would be a better story for an episode about routines, but Just um, save it and tell it again. Yeah, Nobody yeah. Nobody listens yeah, to the whole. I mean, it's. Does a, listen to the whole podcast? No. I, hey, listeners, if you listen to this whole episode, please send me a text at two two eight three six three six seven three seven. Um, look, I could, I could, I could pay a little bit more for analytics and finally find out how many people do listen to the whole episode, but I. But I how, okay, how many people listen to the whole episode? But how many people listen to the whole episode? Who's sure. just got it on while they're doing stuff? Sure, sure. Hey, listeners, if you're doing stuff right now, I want to know what it is. We're nosy. 228 6737 Also, if you're doing a lot of bullshit paperwork for educrats, um, I'd like to hear about that too. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill. Back soon. Bye-bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.